Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Wait, I'm thinking, should I be introducing myself at the beginning of the show? I feel like my name's on the show and I don't need to, but every other podcast, like they say their names at the front. Am I supposed to do that? I say it at the end. I'm Ryan Hart. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've, I've, have you learned that pottery fans get really irritated when you drop an anchor ran, Anchorman reference? I don't know why they get uh, so upset. Yeah, I mean, it's I get like, tr- Trey Wingo probably like every, I think he drops at least one Anchorman quote every Every time he says San Diego. Well, here's the thing. I, I get that it's really overplayed. And being from San Diego, you you know it's played out because you hear it all the time. But guys, like this is the this is the biggest movie to ever happen for San Diego. Can't we just kind of what deal about with almost it? Almost famous. Almost famous, yeah. Almost famous. Top gun too. Top um gun. I did a I did a podcast with Dustin about LA slash San Diego movies, and a lot of mine were from San Diego. So um, but you're ranking a list of like your, your favorite movies from the, that area. But yeah, there's a, there's only a few from San Diego and Anchorman is one of the most popular movies ever from San Diego. So why don't we just deal with people? It. Yeah. People like the movie and they reference uh, our hometown. Why can't we just kind of be happy about that? I'm fine with it. Okay. Just want to run that by you first. So this is episode 62. Also. If you happen to miss episode 61, wait, there was a little, uh, hiccup technologically with last week's episode so i use stitcher what do you use to to listen to podcasts i am uh, apple podcasts and you found the show okay i did good i did not uh stitcher it did not populate in stitcher for some reason i don't know if it didn't populate anywhere else but i know some people were not able to download the podcast and i tweeted out that you know, here's the show's link to our website. You can just listen to it there if you want to, or you can download it somewhere else if wherever you happen to download podcasts, it's not there. But if you missed it, go back and find it, download it. The Mystery Show, we'll call it for now, episode 61. Hopefully this week we have no technology issues for episode 62. On today's show, uh, we got to get to an ad for our guys, Bet Online, big sponsor of the show. But we're going to be talking about Hey, wait, the Potters are in the playoffs. What's up? I cannot believe it. It's we, been so long. <laughs> we had, imagine, this is the second year we've been doing the Potters podcast and they're in the playoffs, which is nuts. And it's been since 2006. Last time they were in the playoffs, I was heckling Todd Walker, who was the third baseman when they were playing the St. Louis Cardinals and Petco, always playing the Cardinals when we're in the playoffs. Um, it's, just, it's nuts how long it's been since uh we've been here i can't believe it it's it's, a little it's less surreal than half our lives oh. we were in high school or uh it was our freshman year no, it was 06 we but it was a freshman year of college correct yeah um, but technically i guess the whole season it was the, the summer between is when you count the baseball season so right. we're going to be talking playoffs big time uh also wanted to talk about resting versus playing down the stretch because this was a hot topic i noticed and I had a lot, I have a lot of opinions about resting versus playing your guys rest versus rust. Yeah. Um, then we're gonna talk about the pitching staff 
feels like the walking wounded, but maybe there's some good news today. Maybe. And then uh, we're going to preview the damn series with the Cardinals. Uh, calling it the Tommy Edmond series. Another San Diego local product. Yeah, I went to our high school. So getting into that. Wade first. You got you to read for uh, Bet Online for us. You're not going to introduce your boy, Clay Hensley? Oh, that's in the notes. He is not going to be on for this episode. We're going to record him uh, on Thursday. And then that that's either going to go out Thursday afternoon or it's going to go out on Friday morning. So scratch everything I just said. No, don't I worry think. about it. Clay Hensley. I was going to, I was going to tease it to the audience later anyway, but Clay Hensley coming on the show later this week. Well, the that's your, that's over. your cue way. Jesus. <laughs> I was going right into it. You just took your time. It. Took your time. No, fight through it. To read. Jeez. Fight through it. Fight through it. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. If you followed our uh, locks of the week last week, you probably lost. So, oh yeah, maybe, maybe don't listen to us this week. Well, actually, since we mi- we missed a week, so we weren't on last week. The two weeks ago, episode sixty-one. Uh, yeah, both. Uh, did we did we win last two weeks ago? Saint, yeah, you had Saints I, minus six, I had KC minus eight and a half. That did not happen. I won. You lost. Yeah, I am 0 1 and 1. I am 2 0. You're 2 0. And uh, thank God we didn't make picks last week because it was a shit show for all of our teams. We had some, some teasers and we had you know our super contest where we bet five teams against the spread and it was a bloodbath. And I think we're, we're not the only ones who struggled last week, but we definitely struggled the most. Correct. So from game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Luckily, we didn't make picks last week because... I would have picked Atlanta and I would be oh two and one right now. And then you you were gonna take Houston and Houston blew it as well and you would have lost. So we are lucky we didn't those aren't on the record, so it didn't happen for us. We're st- we are just missing week three. Let's uh chalk ourselves up with a W. <laughs> Took the, I I wanted the Chargers badly too. I was like, oh the Chargers look good now. Recency bias way never Bet off of this is why we're not good at gambling. Don't pay attention to what happened the week before. You have to forecast ahead. Don't be impressed with the the one week performance. Correct. And I tried to do that with our Saints pick. We were going to pick the Saints last week. And I was like, okay, my gut says Packers. Recency bias, though. Packers have looked really good. Saints lost on national TV. You know, they're at home. Fade the Packers. The public money's on the Packers. And I we couldn't do a thing right last week. So I. Uh, Costanza next week go opposite on everything I think so we'll see I'm not giving out picks on this episode maybe we'll get you a pick on if you you could hop on for Thursday I, I want to think about the picks a little bit more so no picks right now fine, fine okay, good run it by you so Wade uh, do you want to talk a little bit about how excited you are for the, the postseason Padres it's been a cool uh, 14 years Anything you want to you want to say before we jump into this, or do you want to pick a topic you want to go after? 
I mean, I just am very excited. It's, you know, a bummer that we can't be at the stadium watching. Because I would pay any amount of money right now to be in the stadium with all the other San Diego fans that have suffered along with us. Um, But, you know, we're still, we're here. We made it. We did it. How about that tailgate deal? You th- what'd you think about that when you heard about it? There, apparently, the Padres are going to let you tailgate at the that tailgate park. That's still there. I thought they get rid of that. It's the in the the Lexus lot. Across. Oh, the Lexus lot. Okay, correct. And they're putting so, up like three three big screens, and then they're like bringing food to your car. But know. you have to stay uh, in your car. But that's the problem know. with it. Yeah, I don't love it either. You have to stay in your car. Why can't you just have? You know, half the space is empty. So you're, you're distanced that way and you stay in your space, but you can get yeah, out of like your car. Bring beach chairs and like sit in the beach chairs, you know? That would yeah, be- back, your, back your car in, tailgate goes up, you know, your drinks are back there, you sit in your lawn chairs in the front and then you're good to go. That's what I would, I would approve of that. True. Uh, but I mean, that sounds better than what they, current, what they have. I appreciate the effort, but I don't want to sit in my car for three hours. Cause then the other three people in the car, let's say you bring a full squad. You're, you can't even look at anyone during the game. <laughs> like you're, you mean you're just to have your AC on. It's too hot in the car. Oh, the AC that's, it's going to be a hundred degrees out there literally. Right. So you're going to, you have to run your engine the whole time for AC windows down are not going to help you at all. That's a, that's a mess waiting to happen. Pat, I'm out. I'm out. I just, I just yeah. remember it was a hundred degrees. I'm out. <laughs> talk, talk yourselves out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, the Cardinals have our number. We're gonna, let's talk about the Cardinals first. We'll get to the Cardinals preview. So allegedly, Mike Schilt, the manager of the Cardinals, has released his plans for the starting p- rotation for the Cardinals. It's going to be Guang Yun Kim starting game one, Jack Flaherty for game two, Adam Wainwright for game three, if necessary. I think that's probably the right move. I think people were surprised to see Guang Yun Kim, and they either don't know who that is uh, I would imagine most people don't know who that is, but I, I kind of get why you want to possibly hide Wainwright. Wainwright's 38 years old. He's having a good season. Strikeouts are, you know, where they've always been. Walks are where they've always been. He, he showed this year, no signs of slowing down. So I think probably people are going to question not having Wainwright in those first two games. So Kim and Flaherty, the, the Cardinals pitching staff has actually been pretty good this year. Uh, I have them in my notes is they're fourth in the NL in team ERA going in the playoffs. Does that scare you at all? That does a little, but I, what are we in offense? Second, third, third, third. So, you know, third's better than fourth, isn't it? It is. And I'll hit you with this other knowledge. The Cardinals are 14th in run scored in the national league, only head of the pirates who are historically bad. Bad. You know, so you have, you have to assume if the Padres bats show up, worst case, we just have to outscore the Cardinals who can't score runs. Yeah, right. They've got some big names in the lineup. If you peruse the lineup, you'll notice Paul Goldschmidt. You'll see Matt Carpenter, Paul DeYoung, Tommy Edmond, Yadier Molina. A lot Not, of older guys. You yeah, know, it's a lot of older guys. Been, Go ahead. Been around for a while. Aren't I mean, used to be scary. Not, you know. The young guns that the Padres have that are actually scary. No, this is an old guard versus young guns game. I, f- I feel very strongly about that. 
And the old guard is, you know, like the, the offensive guys, they, they do not scare me. There's not one guy in the lineup that really scares me because, because Paul Goldschmidt, while still a good hitter is past his prime, Matt Carpenter, I think is what, what's the term for the, Oh, he's washed. That's it. So he's washed Paul DeYoung, a little inconsistent Yadier Molina, you know, great hall of fame catcher. He's, he's not going to, he could come up with a big hit in the playoffs. That's definitely his MO, but the offense, Brad Miller has been hot for them. They they've kind of discovered, rediscovered Brad Miller, who's, you know, showing some power for them. But other than that, there's Didn't no one he play in the NBA for like 15 years. He's now in baseball. Yeah. That's the same Brad Miller. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. They, they don't scare me offensively. They don't. I, I am a little worried that Wainwright and Kim, Kim is a guy that we've never seen. So there, that's what the only deal with Kim that I wanted to you know, kind of talk about for a little bit is he's only pitched. Uh, what is it? I have uh, 39 innings. Yeah. 39 innings. Five, seven, eight. I think it's eight starts. He pitched, he started in the bullpen. The plan was for him to come out of the bullpen early in the season. And then he transitioned to uh, the rotation. He kind of got a late start. I think it was injury related, but he's coming over from Korea. He played for the SK Wyverns. I don't remember the, where the Wyverns actually play. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he, the last couple of years in Korea, he was really good. And so he got a nice deal to come over here to play for the Cardinals. Great pickup by them. But I think once you figure him out, and the only problem with figuring him out is he's, he's a lefty and the Padres this year have, I think they're 10 and 12 against lefties when they start. I, I know it's a losing record. It, it's close. I think it's 10 and 12 or nine and 11 or something like that. So that's a little concerning, but if we throw, you know, maybe, maybe it's Zach Davies for day game one. I think you should, we'll, we'll talk about the rotation in a second, but let's say Lamette and Clevenger aren't available for game one. Um, I would probably throw Zach Davies and I still like Davies versus Kim in that matchup. And if you can secure game one at home, Jack Flaherty has been a Cy Young contender and he's been very good. And I expect very good things from him, but this year elevated walk rate over three and a half per nine, he's not having the best year and pitchers can kind of do this up and down thing where you see the best pitchers in the game. They can be a little cold for four or five starts in a row. It, it's not unheard of. So this is if in a short season like this, and these short playoffs, if Flaherty's not hot, Flaherty's not hot. And right now he's not hot. So the pitching staff is a little concerning, but if our guys are healthy, I think we match up really well there. And then obviously offensively, I, I don't think the Cardinals score a lot of runs against this team. And you got to like our chances. I mean, every, every way you look at it, everyone's picking us, which you like. And then you realize that every single person on the planet's picking us. That kind of worries me. But the, it's all about how this team responds to that kind of pressure. So like everyone's picking the Dodgers too. in the first, let's just say the first round, the Dodgers are going to win the first round. We all think that. How does the team respond? Do they, do they win against the opponent that they should win against? Or is this going to be a Padres team from 06 or from uh, 96 or were they, they were in 05 also and lost the Cardinals. So are they one of those teams that kind of snuck into the playoffs, 88 wins, 82 wins or whatever it was. Um, Jake PV had terrible starts when he got to the postseason. Is this team going to be like that? Or are they going to show up and do what they did during the year in the playoffs? That'll, I think that's going to be a huge barometer of how real this team was. Yeah. I, I do like that. 
the bats kind of seemed to come alive right at the last series where I think we had been slumping. I think kind of stuff is starting to click again. Um, and it is great that we do get this series at home because they're much better this year at Petco. than on They've the been amazing at Petco. And I love that they don't have to travel for this series. I know they're going to have to go to Texas, and they, but they, they fucked at Texas, so I'm not worried about that. It's uh, coming off of that last series of the year, then getting to come home, rest for a couple of days. You're at your own place for a couple extra days, and then you're home for those three straight games. That's got to be huge. Right. I'll, I'll ask Clay Hensley about that because I'm sure Clay has some thoughts. He was on that pottery team that was in the playoffs in 06. That's right. He was just a young lad. He was 26 years old. Wow. And now he's, been, he's an old guy. Long. He's an old guy. He's, now he's like hunting in Texas with all the other uh, former pitchers. I'm sure PV and Oswald are out there in Texas also hunting. What did you think? Uh, so let's talk about the, our rotation for a second before we move on to rest versus rust. Um, Actually, I want to talk to you about Billy Epler getting fired too. Is that a bigger story? Should we talk about Billy Epler? Sure. Whatever, <laughs> wherever you want to go. We'll get to Wade just moved. So Wade exhausted and <laughs> I'm going to be carrying Wade all show. Uh, we'll do that. I, I am going to talk to you about Billy Epler because you said something stupid. I thought about Billy Epler. So I want to talk to you about him, but the pitching staff, Clevenger and Lamette through a side session at Petco, was it yesterday or was that today? It was today. Today, Tuesday, today Monday. So tomorrow today, Monday. this comes out. Afternoon, yeah. Future Us, it will be yesterday. Future Us. I, I like Future Us. Future Us knows, knows some stuff. <laughs> what do you, I mean, did you see any of the video? Clevenger, they're, flowing, they're throwing from flat, that's hard to say, throwing from flat ground. And Clevenger was letting it rip, though. So I didn't see the Lamette video, but I imagine they were doing some flat ground work the whole day, nothing on the mound. But it was an intense-looking throwing session. So that's got to be really good news. I'm sure everybody took a deep breath after hearing that Clevenger and Lamette both threw a side session and both came away with you know glowing remarks. You, I mean, you have to love hearing that because it, it did kind of, you know, look gloom and doom where it was like our two best pitchers out right before the playoffs are starting. But there's that, you know, glimmer of hope for us now where they could potentially be back and maybe even game one and two. You go Preller, yeah, we, have, we haven't heard anything from Preller or Tingler saying that they're going to pitch in the series or that they're not going to pitch. But Preller was very cautious when the injury to Lamette happened, when they took him out, Preller, I think, said either the that night or the next day, or Tingler said it, that we're not gonna we're not ruling him out yet. And I think that was smart by them. That there's no reason to make that decision. They didn't give an give an MRI to Lamette, which I didn't understand. And I know a lot of other people didn't understand that. You got the machinery there. Why it just do it? Why not? They're but their their doctors are pretty good. So maybe we're like, we're all panicked over here, but there must not have been a reason for an MRI. And that's a good thing. They're not the chargers doctors. We can say that. <laughs> can you imagine if before the game, uh, someone was getting a shot and they punctured Clevenger's lung. I would want to kill that doctor. <laughs> yeah. Good luck driving home that night. Like you're right. You're going to get a, a rock through your windshield or something. Someone, some crazy fan is going to attack you on your way home. Or they will find where you live. 
for that too. Uh, Freedom Information Information Act, Wade. You can find anything. I I'm very optimistic about Clevenger and Lamette. One of them pitching in the series, and I think it's likely to be Lamette. And I think it's going to be game. I think two. they play. It, I think it. They play it by ear. I think if they go down 0-1, we see Lamette game two. If we go up 1-0, which I see us doing, then Paddock's in game two. Well, I'd like to go Davies one, and then Paddock two. If that's the scenario, why, if we, why even risk it? Just go Lamette two. Why risk it? I don't want to risk Lamette either. That's the thing. Give give Lamette a bullpen session. You give him 30, 40 pitches in the bullpen. Keep him fresh. But I don't know if you go up one nothing. I don't know if you have to risk him in game two. If they lose game two. Then I think you you see Clevenger or Lamette. Okay, so you're saying we should beat the Cardinals regardless of pitcher. Let's save them for the Dodgers. Or I know it kind of it seems like I'm pl- it seems like I'm playing with fire a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I respect the the call. And I honestly I don't I mean this decision doesn't have to be made today. So if I'm Tingler, I'm thinking I definitely want Davies in Game One. Game two, let's let's see how I feel in the next couple of days. I don't want to, you don't need to make that decision today. Let's see how Lamette feels. We also don't know how the guys feel, and we don't know what the right. doctors are. We don't know what the doctors are saying. Here's so that would and it's you know it's a mind game to the Cardinals, which was a shocker that the Cardinals are telling us their rotation. I don't get that at all. That is a little strange. I don't know why teams feel like they need to announce the starters. It, that's not mandatory in baseball, is it? Where you have to announce the starter before the game. I don't think so. I think it's kind of one of those like old unwritten rules. But oh, like, where the bottom, unwritten rules. Jesus. Those. Fuck the unwritten. Again, the unwritten rules. Exactly. You'll get, the, you'll get the picture when we hand you the lineup card. How about that? I love that. And then also you could pull a Craig Council and then just have him face one batter and then go to a righty. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense either. We'll announce the starter four days in advance and he'll go one inning. Where is that an unwritten rule too? I have to pitch him five. No, that's. Do you remember when the Brewers did that again? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, loved that. I love it too. And I, what if we did something like Lamette, two innings, Lamette, and get him out of there? I'm fine with it. I don't know if I'm fine with that. I'm getting, I'm getting a little off the rails. <laughs> um, it, it, it comes down to this: if if Lamette and Clevenger are healthy, and the doctors are like they're good to go, the guys feel good, they everything is fine going into the the games. You know they'll have the rota- they'll have the spot in the rotation for them, and if they can't go, then okay, hey Paddock, you have to be on deck. If they're if we decide last minute Lamette's not ready, you're the backup QB and you're starting today. You know, yeah. So that's probably what I would do. I would I would have Davies locked in, penciled in. You know, pen. I'll use pen. I penned him in for game one, and then uh, wait and see. I'd like to pitch Lamette. He'd be my first choice, but we'll see. Okay. Last thing, rest versus rust. So Wade, what, what did this? Is, we were just kind of talking about it, I guess, a little bit with resting the pitching staff and trying to get everybody healthy. But there was some embrace debate going on with the last couple games in San Francisco. Like, why is Tatis out there? Why is Machado out there? Why is Myers out there? Especially in the last game when Myers was coming back from the quad injury, and we were arguing with one of our friends. Um, about Lamette, who got hurt. This this is what started it. Lamette got hurt, and one of our friends was like, "Why is Lamette even pitching in this game? That doesn't mean anything. Save him for the playoffs. Send him to the alternate site to pitch a, a sim game or something." 
to keep him fresh if that's the way you want to do it. But why are why is Lamette pitching? So it, it kind of comes down to Lamette. Lamette and maybe Myers in the last game. Um, because I thought they handled resting Tatis and Machado just fine down the stretch. Uh, I, I didn't really get why Hosmer was in the game late when he's coming back from a broken finger. Like, get him out of there. There's no reason for him to be there. But pulling Tatis, you know, halfway through the game, great. That's what you're supposed to do. Lamette pitching in the game that he got hurt. Did you think that was fine for him to be out there, or would you rather have rested him? I think it was fine for him to be out there. I think it's much different pitchers versus position players pitchers are getting such a routine where it's like every five days this is what you're doing and then yeah. you're, you you know you have your off day bullpens and like it was set up perfectly that if he were not to get hurt it would have been game one you know right back on his fifth day again so i, I think it was the right move to start in it's it's so much easier to play the rest game with the hitters Right, exactly. They, you know, maybe you get them in for one at bat on the bases. You tell them like, you know, take it easy a little bit. We don't need you stealing today. Um, that double that could be stretched to a triple. Just, you know, this take the double. It's okay. Just for today. We love the way we love your energy. I mean, I'm mostly speaking about Tatis here. We love your energy, but today, today, (laughs) yeah, take the double and then we'll get them out of there after two at bats pitchers. It's a little trickier. And the, the risk with injuries is a lot higher with pitchers. We know that. Right. Especially it's like this year. Have him start, maybe go two, three innings. Like, don't extend him. Put him on, like, a limited pitch count. That's fine. Yeah, I, I would have liked to. And I'm sure we would have seen something like that, where he goes three or four innings. He pitches 60, 70 um, pitches for the game. That's, that's pretty easy to manage. Right. What's going, what's going on over there, Wade? What are you doing? Uh, we were putting dishes away. I was going to guess that you're doing dishes. Dishes. <laughs> it, it's kind of late for dishes, isn't it? They were in the sink. They had to, uh, go. Got to, got to get them out of there. I hate dishes in the sink. It's one of my biggest pet I, peeves. Yeah. I live with someone that loves to leave them there. <laughs> the roommate. The roommate. <laughs> um, so I just think it's the right move to give your starters the same routine and you, you cut them short though. I think that's. More than reasonable. Uh, I think you don't want to disrupt the routine for a pitcher. So I know the game didn't mean anything. He's got to pitch sometime. He's going to throw. He's going to throw a bullpen. You're not going to shut him down for ten days. So whether it's in a bullpen or an extended site, you're at the same risk of injury. He's still throwing the same pitches. So the stress on the arm. I think the risk of injury. Every time you throw a baseball, you're at risk of injury. But unfortunately, as a pitcher, you have to keep working those muscles. If you shut it down for an extended period. You have to build it back up again, even if it's a if it's a five six day layoff. Um, that'd probably be the the maximum I would want to rest one of these guys because, like you said, it, it, the routine is so huge. And in the postseason, that's when the, rot- the routine is allowed to change because the games are so impactful. You pitch the guys a little earlier, maybe you give them a little more rest. You pull the plug on them faster if they're struggling. But pitchers, man, I I think it's the right move to pitch Lamette. You, you you timed up the rotation just right for him to pitch game one. It's just shitty luck. It's one of those things in baseball where the guy gets hurt. And this, the same thing with Clevenger. There's nothing you can do. The guy gets hurt pitching, the guy gets hurt pitching. And it's nothing the manager can do. You could rest him all you want, and then the next time he pitches, he could get hurt. I don't know what else you can do. So I think um, I'm definitely on the team. Play the guys while they're healthy. And then rest them when you can. But this was not one of those times. And then Will Myers, 
coming back in. I get him wanting to test the quad out a little bit. So they pulled him as a precautionary reason. Uh, he, he had some tightness in his quad and great move resting him. He could have played if he needed to. And I think it's important to get him those at bats right before test the quad, make sure he's healthy. He is a lot more comfortable now knowing he played on it and it was fine. That just, I think is a load off his mind going into the playoffs too. Agreed. So that's our rest versus rust. Uh, give me your Billy Epler take real quick. So the, the angels fired their GM, Billy Epler after five years and you are a Billy Epler hater. Give me, give me your Arguably Epler hot takes. One of the worst GMs in all of sports. How Jesus. How you have Trout and not build anything around him and have never made the playoffs with Trout? For five years. So it's not like he's had Trout his whole career. Yeah. So Okay, so you know this is Preller's sixth year, right? They could have fired Preller after last year and he wouldn't have made the playoffs either. Did we have Trout? We had uh, Manny Machado for a year and Fernando Tatis for a year. For one year, right. So because Epler tried to win a little bit and failed, you know, I mean, Preller did that in 2015. It failed horribly. And then he took on that Upton contract? Come on. Yeah, so Upton, okay, that Upton was a bad call. Upton had one good year with the Angels, and you, you, I mean, you could see the writing on the wall. He... But that could have been an Artie Moreno signing. Artie Moreno, the owner for the Angels, is the worst owner in baseball, is he not? I, you don't know who, I mean, he's one of them, yes. He's terrible. So he fired Brad Osmus, who Billy Epler handpicked after one year. Artie Moreno just circumvented Billy Epler, said after one season, okay, Osmus, you're out of here. Brought in Joe Madden, great hire. I think we all agree that's a great hire. He signed Anthony Rendon, you have to think that's a great signing. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Not sign Anthony Rendon. He traded for Dylan up, Dylan Bundy this year. Dylan Bundy's been a massive boost to the rotation. And look at the prospects coming up. Luis Rengifo is their starting second baseman, homegrown player, Billy Epler, international signing. Jared Walsh, Billy Epler signing. He's homegrown. Joe Adele, one of the top prospects in baseball. On that level of Fernando Tatis, he's a top three prospect in baseball. Billy Epler signing. Uh, Brandon Marsh, who's supposed to take over right field maybe next year. One of the top prospects in baseball, Billy Epler draft. So I think Billy Epler has been one of the, is one of the best GMs identifying talent in baseball. And it sucks. They didn't get there. I think that team could have been pretty good this year. And it's a, it's a short season. You know, they got unlucky. What are you going to do? You got to make the playoffs with trout. End of argument. 60 games. It's a crazy year. The Marlins made the playoffs. Do you think the Marlins are actually better than the Angels? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, I like Billy Epler, and I think he's going to get a job somewhere and do really well. And I'd like to find a place for him in the Padres front office, but he's too good for any of the jobs that we would have available, which sucks. I'd like to make him like head of scouting or something, if we could do that. But he should get a GM job somewhere. I think he'll be really good. Only time will tell. So I wanted to come at you because you you had that. He's one of the worst GMs in sports takes. I had to come at you for that. So that's going to do the show for this week. Clay Hensley, later in the week. We're going we're gonna to double dip this week with Hensley. We're going to talk to him after game one. And hopefully we've got a Padres series lead or potentially, you know, season series win by then. I think we'll uh, probably, probably be releasing it after game two's happened. So... Clay Hensley, we'll probably get you back on for locks of the week and get your terrible Wade takes back in. Yeah. 
thank you guys for listening. That's going to do it. So please follow the show's Twitter account at Fire Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. Spotify, iHeart. I know some of those Stitcher, Stitcher let me down this week, but hopefully we're back on them this week. That's you, Ed. You're up. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Talk to you later this week. Let's finally beat the Cardinals. Toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. All right, perfect. 33 minutes in and out. Pretty good. No edits. Love it. There were some edits. Were there? What? Uh, I guess the Clay Hensley part. No, I'm leaving that all in. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. People like authenticity, Wade. Okay. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.